the property pod. Pod. pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello this is the property pod my name is suren naidu on this latest episode, Jeffrey Wapnick, the Managing Director of JSE Listed Real Estate Investment Trust, Octodec Investments, gives us insight on what the group has been up to and how the Gauteng CBDs of Johannesburg and Pretoria are performing. Besides owning a sizable portfolio of mixed-use properties in two of South Africa's biggest CBDs, the group owns well-known retail assets, such as Kilani Mall and Waverley Plaza. Welcome to the Property Pod, Jeffrey. Before I ask you about the Pretoria and Joburg CBDs, which Octodec has quite a bit of experience in, just give us some context into the size of Octodec's portfolio, where it's invested in, and the sectors of the property market it plays. So it's a portfolio of, uh, we're down to, we've embarked on a, a sales program, we're down to 250 buildings, measuring about one and a half billion square meters at a current valuation of about 11 billion rand. Um, together, these generate a gross rental that's excluding any recoveries of about 1.4, 1.5 billion rand annually. Give us some more insight in terms of where um, I know we talk pretty much uh, Joburg and Pretoria uh, CBDs. It's a, a largely uh, Gauteng-focused property fund, but um, the different markets, because you still have diversity outside the fact that you're based in Gauteng. Yes, well, we diversify in terms of the sectors that we play in. So the sectors that we do play in, you know, the residential, which is probably our biggest uh, sector relative to the others um, of about 30%. We have a retail, which these are the generally the high street shops, what I call high street uh, street shops, of about 23%. We have our shopping centers, and there are a number of them. These are mainly convenience centers as opposed to the traditional malls uh, of about 12%. Offices comprise 16%. Uh, that 16% can be roughly split in two, where we have 8% occupied by the government, and the rest is, is not traditional offices. It's more a commercial offices. There we, we would focus on people like small, small entrepreneurs, driving schools, hairdressers, tailors, dressmakers, that kind of tenant, which surprisingly, under the tough times, but I'm sure we'll get into this later, has survived quite well, although rentals have been reset. Important to note that we don't have the typical offices, which is well publicized now, whereby we have corporates moving out of the office blocks, either partially or wholly, as well as a dramatic rental reduction brought about, I think, primarily started by advent of of COVID. And then we have 7% industrial, probably one of our standouts becoming a standout sector, and then specialized in terms of the Johannesburg uh, regulations, we were supposed, we are required to correctly uh, segmentalize the various sectors. And there was one sector where we just put a number of smaller uh, properties that didn't fit into um, any of the above. People uh, building such as places of, of worship, places of education, 
there's some motor dealerships, and that's where the hotels are sitting. And that gives a very rough synopsis of up to date. We won't go uh, too much into detail on the office side while that is quite challenging at the moment uh, or for the last few years, even prior to COVID. The company's got a relatively small office segment, as you just mentioned. So let's not uh, focus on office per se. Before we go deep into the interview, in terms of Octodeck as a company, how long has Octodeck been in business? I believe it's... It's been listed on the JSC for over three decades. Yes, I think the listing was originally in, in 1990. We were probably one of the first to be listed on the stock exchange. But that was a listing date. Prior to this date, prior to 1990, a lot of those portfolios were in private syndicates. And why I'm telling you this, because it, it gives, I think it gives people the important insight. We know these properties. We know them well. Um, we believe in location, location, location. And, and for many of these properties, um, that location hasn't changed. So from summarizing from the management's perspective, we are really, we know what's happening with these properties, know how they can perform. And they're all close to our buildings, or close to our offices. So the management team that I work with really understand the ins and outs of these buildings and the various dynamics. Okay, but I believe the company is over 50 years old. And also the Wapnik family, uh, your name as well, is there. The group is tightly held by the Wapnik family, uh, having somewhat of a majority stake. Well, I think the Wapnik family have just under 40%. We put this portfolio together starting... I think in probably, I'm guessing now, in the mid-60s. So uh, you have been involved in property uh, since the beginning? Well, for my own career, yes. Um, after having completed university and later on, the, the, uh, I was at one age where I had to do national service. I uh, finished that in about 1985, but since there, certainly full-time in the business. I have two questions on residential here because you say residential is is the biggest component, uh, representing around 30%. Uh, how many residential units does Octodec? And my more intense question, uh, CBD residential and mixed use forms the biggest part of the portfolio. How is this mark doing, especially with COVID restrictions and protocol now being done away with? I think our biggest hit in Octodec we all thought that residential was bulletproof. Well, COVID spared um, nobody and our residential vacancies um, increased dramatically. One of the big influencing factors there were students. We all know that the students, um, the universities rather, closed down and these students were all sent home. And for those universities that could do it, the method of tuition was online. And so... Of our 30%, roughly, we know, uh, roughly one-third of them are occupied by students. So our residential portfolio immediately lost 30, 30% of its occupants. In addition to that, there was periods of hard lockdown and people, this new work from home came about. And a lot of people found it easier, or certainly cheaper, to leave their flats and, and go work from home. In our Octodex biggest asset, which was the fields, we experienced a vacancy level of just under 80%. So 20% of it was occupied and 80% of it was unoccupied. Pleased to report that it wreck our brains, but we, we, we added some 
initiatives within that building, and we're now down to a 5 6% um, vacancy level. So we're very, very pleased with that. In addition to that, the return of a lot of students back into the other more traditional type of flats um, has reduced our, our, our vacancy. Currently trending at about 8 9%. Okay, that's quite a good recovery there. Um, it shows that the lockdown was the real reason there. Yeah, well, it must also be mentioned, I mean, as economics 101, I think that rental is determined by supply and demand, and the demand returned, and because there were vacancies, there was virtually unlimited supply. And so our rentals were reset. They did take a lot. We haven't had a rental increase for the last almost three years, but our vacancies are coming back. And I think this is a a trend when I talk to a lot of my colleagues that are also playing in this space. Flat rentals, but um, quite a dramatic improvement in occupancies. Okay. Jeffrey, when I looked at your latest results statement, one of the things that I found quite interesting is your comments around renewed interest and energy in the CBDs. How much of your portfolios are in the CBDs and when you talk of renewed interest and energy, what do you mean? Where is the interest coming from client-wise and why? I'm also thinking here, you know, Pretoria is Pretoria and Joburg is quite different somewhat from as a CBD with Pretoria having, uh, you know, a strong government focus, for example. But with the Joburg CBD, for example, you may find affluent Gautengas, business people sometimes as well, and visitors seeing it as rundown, dangerous, and some won't venture there. But clearly, you're making money from the CBD. So what's your take on this? Well, I think one of South Africa's many problems, but let's not forget about the need for accommodation. And I think that the provision of a reasonable quality accommodation is something that Octodec provides. And yes, Johannesburg has got its problems. It's currently crime and grime are quite severe there. But there's still a big number of people that require accommodation. I think it's as simple as that. I just want to go back to the, the rental, if I may, the rates per unit. And, and I think that one of the problems that we have over there is whilst we are improving our vacancies, and I did mention to you uh, rentals haven't increased, uh, we don't anticipate an immediate increase in, in rentals because we're thinking affordability will start playing an important part here. You know, people don't have that much spare cash available to finance additional rentals. We have petrol prices where they are, interest rates where they are, or interest rates on the rise. So that does put a bit of a damper on the touch of recovery. But moving towards something else, which I think you touched on, and that is, I, I don't think the property people are really the smart people. The smart people are the retailers. So if a retailer says to you, he's happy to do a, a decent deal with you in a particular location, I think us property people need to need to listen to that very carefully because he, that retailer, will have to put big investment down. If he's putting a big investment down, well, then he probably wants a long-term lease. And so when you find a, a one of the bigger retailers doing exactly that, you must know that there is still hope. They have all their cash tools very closely being monitored, and they know where they do trade and where they don't. And the nature of this relationship, unfortunately, is if they're not doing trade, then there's no – they're brutal. They will just close the store. 
But if they stay, you must know that they appear to be making money there. Uh, in that respect, I can tell you this, just about the Pretoria CBD. Um, we've now commenced uh, the building of a 4,000 square meter renewal of the ShopRite Checkers. And we were very happy with the deal. And, and, and that gives me comfort that there is still plenty of trade within the CBD, certainly in this case of, of Twine and of Pretoria. Well, it's a very interesting point you mentioned there. Uh, ShopRite is opening up all over the place, but there are a lot of different uh, retailers that are quite heavily invested in the CBD, and, and that's definitely a part of the driving factor. And as you say, in addition to the demand for accommodation, just on the Pretoria CBD, I understand you have, I could be wrong, but a bigger part of your portfolio, maybe value-wise, not necessarily size-wise, is in Pretoria. Is that correct? The reason I ask is because you get the feel that uh, Pretoria is a better performing CBD and a lot of companies, uh, mixed-use or or largely uh, residential-focused projects are there, bearing some of the names of the Wapnick family. I see there's Jeff's Place and Sharon's Place, and and you mentioned uh, a couple of others. So, so Pretoria is the, the bulk, you're quite right, the bulk of the, the, the properties are in Pretoria. There is a difference between Johannesburg and Pretoria. I think certainly in the residential space, um, the competition is far more fierce. We've just come out of a period where um, one of our competitors um, put, uh, I think it's about 2,500 units into the market. And when that happens, obviously that must have an enormous impact. Uh, compounded by COVID, we discussed the impact of COVID. So that, that was tough for us, but I didn't panic because we've lived with this before. Uh, previously, there was a portfolio that was it was eventually owned by by EFCO. Um, EFCO was then bought by SA Corporate, and the bulk of those properties, I think, still still live there. Um, and when they built it at a frenetic pace, and once they started unloading these big numbers, we felt the same. But I think that the demand for residential accommodation, close to work, and I think that that's important, this close to work story with the cost of transporting, um, transport, uh, it's going to escalate, I think, but I don't have a crystal ball, but it's, it's putting pressure on a lot of people, the price. And our competitors, the point I wanted to make is I think our competitors are getting close anyway to getting rid of this excess demand. So the market equilibrium is, is coming closer. So is uh, the Pretoria CBD paying off uh, best for you at the moment? Well, I think the recovery there has, has been fantastic. It must be remembered that Pretoria is it's an academic uh, city. Uh, you've got places like Tux, you've got Unisa, a number of technicons, so a big student population in Pretoria. Um, that's one of the one of the advantages that Pretoria has over over Johannesburg, and that's why I'm very grateful. The bulk of our, our residential sits in in Pretoria, as opposed to Johannesburg. Jeffrey, we're almost out of time. Just on the hottest issue of the past week, uh, I had to ask this: um, Stage six load shedding. How seriously has it impacted Octodec as a company? And what about its impact on consumer confidence and business confidence? We just saw um, the likes of GrowthPoint complaining that they can't get diesel, for example. So we are very fortunate in that we don't have malls. 
so the the uh, uh, and 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 lifts within these these shopping centres. So our power requirement, I think, is on average a lot less than 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 may be the case um, elsewhere. But having said that, we are, I think, we installing our last our last um, generator in um, in Woodmead Valley Mart, another another um, high performing asset of the deck. It should happen within the next month or so. Um, but it, 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 it's, it's a problem when, when a tenant can't trade. Um, just another, an, another lashing that some of our retailers are currently feeling. Thank you, Jeffrey. We need to leave it there. I really appreciate your time. That was Jeffrey Wapnick, MD of JSE Listed Property Fund Octodeck Investments. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu, brought to you by Brawl Property Group. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. 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 MoneyWeb, your trusted source for business and investment insights.